Hello and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. I am glad that you are able to join us as we take a look and continue our story. We've been looking at what it means for us to face our giants. After spending some time uh, looking at how we deal with hard times in our life, now it's saying, okay, we trust God. Now let's go out and slay our giants, right? Let's go out and actually uh, tackle the fears that we may have in a way that we're able to uh, addressing them head on. And what better of a place to do that than First Samuel chapter 17 and a story that we've heard so often with David and Goliath. And, and last time as we were taking a look at this, we got uh, a bit of a way through our story where we were really challenged with this idea of of a describing the problem that you have, you know, in verses four through seven of chapter 17, taking a look at who Goliath was, identifying Goliath and and what Goliath was doing to the people of Israel. Same thing for us as we go through life and try and figure out what we fear in life. We got to identify what the problem is. Uh, and, and those giant problems aren't just going to go away on by themselves, which is something that we often think will happen. But again, if we've got that confidence, if we and that confidence of knowing that God is with us, then that really changes the game. Uh, and so that's where it came to the point of saying, making sure that we're prepared. And and we, today we continue on uh, in this and, and see uh, what we can do to actively crush those fears that are going on or those giants in our life. Now, David arrives on day 40. Remember, he was heading to the Elah Valley and and where his brothers were there. His dad had asked him to take supplies with him. He arrives on day 40 of the giant of Goliath boasting and cursing to the Israeli troops at that time. And in verse 25, he finds out that the king will give great wealth, uh, his daughter to be the victor's wife, uh, and, and would grant... Uh, tax am- amnesty, uh, which I think, as I'm learning as I am down here, that is something that would be great come April 15th. Uh, and that that's to whoever kills the giant. Now, David can't take the giant's defiance any longer. And in verse 26, he declares, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Man, talk about claiming it, <laughs> right? And, and addressing it head on. David's o- older brother became enraged and basically told David to go back to, to shepherding. And in verse 28, it says, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how, con- uh, how conceited, uh, conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now, Can you hear the belittling that's going on to David? Eliab is a warrior while David just takes care of a few sheep. Trivializes David and the tasks that David has to do in his life uh, and and really tries to uh, knock him down. He wasn't getting any support from his siblings. And and as we take a look at this, I think one of the the things that we have to be willing to do, especially as we come to this passage starting in verse 28 is saying we're willing to overcome pressure from others. 
Because sometimes that pressure from others is not good pressure. If we identify the fear in our life, if we prepare ourselves, there are going to be people who try and stop us. And there are going to be, we got to be willing to overcome that pressure. And that's what we see here. Some of us are experiencing incredible pressure uh, right now. And instead of those around you, you feel like they should be helping. You feel that they're in turn hurting. If you want to face your giants, you're going to face opposition. Don't allow negative comments to nullify what God wants to do in your life. And I love how David responds to his brother in verse 29. Now what have I done? (laughs) Classic youngest brother line. I only know because I'm the oldest brother. Uh, So uh, now what have I done? Doesn't that sound like that younger sibling in your life? But then he comes back to the truth in the last part of the verse uh, and it says, is there not a cause? You know, here's the point. Allow the cause to overcome any criticism you're facing, right? Identify what is going on and, and allow that to overcome whatever criticism that you're facing. Related to this, stop blaming others and stop believing that God, believing what God can do is probably equally as important. Instead of finding fault in your family, your friends, or your foes, put your faith in a faithful God. David was distressed by what his brother said, but he was not deterred by him. In fact, after being bullied by his brother, uh, Saul, the king of Israel, heard about David's courageous statement and sent for him. In verse 32, David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on the account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul tries to dismiss David and everything David now wants to do. But David reminds Saul how he had killed a lion and how he had killed a bear. He had been up against the wall before and had seen God go to battle for him. Saul then told David to go for it and and tried to give him his armor. Uh, But... Of course, that didn't fit. David discarded it. Uh, and, and and I think here's the other thing in this that we can kind of see is, is as we go to face our giants, don't try and fight your giants with somebody else's solution. That's what we see with Saul. Whether Saul was trying to or not, he was giving David what he thought would be his solution to it. If Saul had gone out there, here was the armor that fits Saul. Now you have this young young man in David, and this this armor's not going to fit him. And, and, and so there's that statement of, of really, don't try to fight your, your giants with somebody else's solution. So, so in this story, we see that Eliab uh, really was, was mean to his brother. Saul dismissed David. And and yet we see this story continue. By all intents and purposes, this story should just really end here. Uh, in a sense where David should just give up. He should be discouraged. That's kind of the natural flow of things. But instead, there's this reminder of, of focus on your giants. Focus on God, right? So if you focus it only on you, you're probably going to stumble. But if you rely on a faithful God, that fear is going to go away and those giants will, will tumble. Now, the other thing here that I see in this is a change of perspective. Uh, 
uh, a theologian once said, in any situation, what, what you are determines what you see. And, and what you see determines what you do. This is similar to the report that we see actually going back to Numbers chapter 13, where we see of the spies uh, taking a look uh, in the promised land that God had promised, promised them, literally called the promised land. And as they were heading to the land of Canaan, uh, it, their report in verse 33 says, we, we see the Nephilim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in their own eyes. And we looked, and we looked the same to them. Everyone else thought Goliath, who was a descendant of the Nephilim, was too big to hit. David saw him as, as too big to miss. <laughs> and that's, that's really what I love uh, in this story. If you see yourself as a victim, then that's how you react. If you see yourself as a victor and a child of God, then that's how you will respond. And, and, and we see this. If you are paralyzed by fear or feel hopeless about the future, it's time to change the perspective, right? Don't you, don't you like that, that, that perspective that, that David has in this? That, that everyone thought Goliath was too big to hit and knock down, and yet David sees him as, well, how can I miss the guy? <laughs> and, and really, that is how we slay our giants, right? And yet we find ourselves often paralyzed by fear, and that fear leads to hopelessness, especially when we try and look at perspective for the future. Now, continuing along in this, we, we see that it is clear. In fact, when, when Goliath came closer to David and he saw that it was just a boy, it says that he despised him and, and yelled out in verse 43, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Uh, and, and this is like he's taunting David. He called out a curse on David and declared that he would feed him to the birds and the beasts. David does, <laughs> David does something right here that no one else even thought of. He took God off the shelf and in, introduced God into this whole equation. He alone was concerned about God's honor and the people's reputation. And, and I guess really the question that we have to ask is when we're looking at fears in our life, have we brought God into the equation? Are we still thinking that, you know what, I can do this on my own, or I can do this with help with some of my friends? Have you introduced God into the equation for what's going on in your life? Or is he, is he still up, up on the shelf? And I love David's response in verse 45. Uh, uh, listen carefully uh, for the name uh, Jehovah Seboath, which means the God of power or the commander of heaven's armies. And, and here's a teenager making a statement in David. You have come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I've come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, Jehovah Seboath, the God of army, a God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David then described in great detail what he would do to Goliath and declares in verse 47, all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. And boom, talk about throwing it down. 
There's the microphone drop right there in this story, right? Here's Goliath, this gladiator, this this person that all of Israel fears, and David just proclaims the name of God and says, you don't even know who you're messing with. (laughs) Uh, A teenage boy is saying to this guy that an entire army of a nation fears, you know, he's immediately declaring, it's over. You don't even know who you're dealing with. Um, we see this in other passages in Scripture. Uh, Amos chapter 4, verse 13, describes uh, the name of God in greater detail. He who forms the mountains, creates the wind, and reveals thoughts to man. He who's drawn, drawn to darkness. He who turns dawn to darkness and treads the high places of the earth. The Lord God Almighty, Jehovah Seboeth, is his name. When we, when we truly understand the name of God, we will never view him the same way again. I firmly believe that, and, and I hope you do too. He has unlimited power, unbridled might, and, and an untarnished glory. He is impossible to describe, to describe and incredible to imagine. In contrast to Goliath, God is the creator of the world. The tallest man in the world makes the rest of us seem small, but when viewed from uh, on top of a skyscraper, he's barely visible. You get that? When you think of your fear in your life and you say, how big is that fear right now? Think of it as God, the creator of heaven's earth, looking down on you and looking down on that problem. How small is that to God? If you want to minimize the Goliaths in your life, if you want to minimize the fears, if you want to minimize the the things you are worried about in the future, then you need to magnify God, period. Uh, and, And we can see that there's a number of times David makes a statement uh, about God. Uh, In verse 26, armies of the living God. In verse 36, he references armies of the living God. In verse 45, the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. In verse 46, the Lord will deliver you into my hand that that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Verse 47, the Lord does not save with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Listen how many times David proclaims the name of God. David refers to God nine times in this passage, compared to only the two times for Goliath. Maybe we haven't kind of fully put that into perspective, right? Here's David facing a great fear, and he proclaims the name of God nine times. But the fear and and Goliath, the giant that he's now having to face, only gets mentioned two times. We would experience much more victory, I think, if our thoughts would outnumber our our Goliath or our giant thoughts four to one, like they do in this passage. Right? If if we were drawn so intently to to God solving our problems and our faith in Him, rather than than the worry that is standing in front of us and that giant that is standing in front of us. If we did that four to one, I, I know we could have the same result as Goliath did. And, and this week, try to think about, about God four times as much as you think about your problems. Maybe that's a good way for us to, to really 
start to draw this to a close. Focus on God's faithfulness instead of your fears. Uh, and and again, focus actively focus on God and try and do that four times as much as you think about problems. Every time you worry about a problem, go to God and and and, and ask God. Proclaim His name. Ask for help in it. If you want to get rid of your fears, remember that God is the one who fights for you. The only way to face your giants is through faith in God. You are not fighting alone. Uh, David stated very clearly in verse 26 that God is the living God. And, And I think that's something that we really need to, again, bring into focus that this isn't just the God of the the patriarchs, the God of the Old Testament. This is the living God, right? Uh, And our goal is not to win the games. It's to honor God. Uh, it's, it's, It's not just to conquer our fears, but to honor God as we do it. And and, and there's more that we are going to take a look at at next week, uh, and and I want to continue on in this story because there's a lot of good stuff for how we we really go about facing our giants. I and I and I hope you're you're enjoying looking at this because it just naturally segues into everything we've talked about when we're actively going through hard times. Now it takes a look at saying, "Hey, what does the future look like? How can we be proactive about it?" For us as a church, that's so vital. For us as uh, for us as uh, individuals, it is so important, uh, and and it's important for us to be able to stand up for God, right? And and allow God to take charge of what's going on in our lives, and something that we do not often do, uh, and and we allow worry to creep in. Think about this as we. As we go from here, David arrived on day 40, which means for 40 days, the people of Israel and the army of Israel allowed that worry to fester. None of them came up with the idea of, of maybe we should go to God for help on this. Instead, they allowed for 40 days that, that to fester in their lives and, and just consume them. And, and look how quickly it changed with David. <laughs> David arrives, a teenage boy arrives. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go fight him. God's on my side. He helps me care, kill lions. So, yeah, he'll help me kill a giant. No problem. Let's go do this. <laughs> it, it is a complete uh, perspective change. Uh, so, so, yeah, as we go from here this week, I hope that this is what it can really be for us, is a perspective change uh, for us. Not saying that that how are we going to ever hit hit Goliath and the how are we ever going to get rid of the fears in our life, but rather say with God how can we not get rid of them? Uh, so so let me finish with there and and listen. I know that each and every one of us can probably look at the calendar and look ahead to the future. And whatever it may be, whatever topic, whether finances or health or uh, relationships, whatever it is, there's, there's probably some fear out there. Are you ready to give it over to God? And, and this week, I really think that if we work on those things that we have, have looked at over the past two weeks, which is, again, describing your problem, 
making sure that you're prepared, overcoming the pressure from others, and really changing your perspective and proclaiming God's name, I truly believe that we will, it'll go a long way in victory, as in a victory for God where you can honor him. So why don't I pray, and, and I'll, we'll continue this next week, because there's still a lot more good stuff just, just even in this story. God, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you that we can just study your word. And and what a great passage and, and a challenge and, and really a pep talk uh, for for facing the giants in our lives. God, our our hope this week is that that we will identify those giants, those fears, uh, those things that we don't think we can overcome. And God, we know that we acknowledge that we cannot overcome them alone. And whatever it is, God we pray that we can just have that strength to just say, God, it's yours. It's, it's by your strength, not ours. And, and we do that. Uh, and God, help, help us change our perspective uh, when it comes to facing these giants in our lives. Whatever it may be, whatever those idols are, whatever it is that's causing us to stumble, God, um, you can overcome. And, and because you can overcome, you can go and fight our battles for us. And we acknowledge that as you come alongside us. So we thank you for who you are, and we pray these things in your amazing and holy name, the name of the the living God, Jehovah Sabaoth. We just pray these things all in your amazing name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining me uh, again I, as we go through this. We're going to continue into 1 Samuel 17, continue going on in this, uh, and, and verse by verse going through and just saying, how can we really build on, on this to, to get that freedom, that freedom in Christ, the freedom of, of handing stuff over to God and, and really see some victory in our lives. So take care, have a great week, and I will talk to you again next week.